Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. With Dr. Dan Critchett, Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctor is in. Now here is your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Hey, we're very happy to welcome you to another edition of Second Half Now. We are here uh, to speak to boomers and beyonders, and you know who you are. You're the 50-plus generation, and I am in that category, and uh, many of our guests are in that category too. But what is unique about everybody that we have on the show is that they have something of special interest and special help to those of us who are dealing with the issues um, in in this age and stage. And sometimes it might be our uh, kids, our maybe our adult children, and it could be our parents. It could be the things that we're uh, facing and dealing with. So that's why we call tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. And you might say, well, how do you know what kind of life I want to live from now on? I'm hoping that you will catch a vision of the fact that God has shaped you up to this stage, whatever, if you're 50 or 55 or 60 or 70 or whatever you are, I believe that God has called you uh, to a unique uh, way of serving him by serving others in your community, in your family, in your church, or in the neighborhood, or who knows, around the world. We do have, we've do. we had guests on the show who currently have ministries in uh, Moldova, up by uh, Ukraine and uh, Romania. And we had a pastor in here a while back, Pastor Dan from uh, Kenya. He has planted 60 churches in five African countries. <clears throat> Excuse me, very fascinating to talk with him. So we always have a new um, a new topic, and we're going to talk about something today that I'm just real fascinated by, because our guest is going to help us uh, with these sort of categories. I want to say this, which do you prefer, order or chaos? And some might say, well, does anybody really prefer chaos? Well, just look around and there's something, you know, if your uh, living area is in chaos, then there's some reason why um, you're not taking care of that. Maybe that's, maybe you're comfortable with that. Maybe that's your preference. So I want to ask you this, is your home, your living space, your desk or office area neat and organized, or not so much. I was speaking with our guest today before we got started, and I remember back in the day there was a difference. We, we called them uh, neat nicks and messies, and there was a book and a video series or something, But and it pretty much described, uh, in fact, uh, Barbara, and I'll introduce her in a little bit. She was talking about uh, sh- her and her, sh- she and her, she, no, her, What's the right pronoun there? Anyway, sisters. And one was one, and the other one was definitely the other. So uh, so which room in your office area or in your home is the biggest challenge? Is it the kitchen? Is it the laundry room? Is it the garage? We're talking about being organized. What about those you live with? Do they have compatible standards as far as um, uh, things uh, being neat and orderly. You know, my mom always used to say, I'm looking at you, Barbara, now my mom always used to say that she wanted to have a place for everything and everything in its place. I can hear her say that to this day, and it's been 50 years. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I followed her pattern, but have you ever thought that you'd be more happy and productive if you could just get more organized or be more organized? Now, what about a time of transition? time when everything has to be reconsidered. You're planning to move 
or you just can't imagine tackling all that stuff, and how are you ever going to relocate? Do you have an aging loved one that uh, will need to downsize or move to a senior residence community? And somehow, somebody has to face all the clutter, all the accumulation, all the stuff, and it's easy to feel stuck. So we're going to talk about that today. And uh, the title of today's show is this, When Transition and Organization Come Together. And uh, that's, in fact, I'd like for our guest to uh, fill in that uh, sentence a couple of different ways, perhaps, as we get into the, to the show here. So our guest is going to help us uh, get a handle on that subject, When Transition and Organization Come Together. And as you know, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that we deal with the five core topic areas of life in the 50-plus uh, generation. And the, the, uh, these are them, the number one, home and family, number two, health and wellness, number three, budget and finances, number four, heart and soul, and number five, work and purpose. So today's topic is when transition and organization come together. Let's talk about it. Special guest in studio today, coming all the way from Vancouver, is Barbara Hilke, and uh, one of her organizations is called Be Organized, like Bumblebee, mm-hmm. Be Organized. So, Barbara, thank you for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Well, thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to be here. You have done a lot in the world of organization, and we're going to roll that out. We're going to talk about that, okay? Great. Can you organize Good. your thoughts as well as you can organize a shelf at home? Oh, we try. (laughs) Okay, good, good. So um, let's talk about, uh, since we're talking about transition and organization, what uh, events or circumstances or life situations make it necessary to start thinking about uh, transition, think about change? Well, if we're talking about the 50 and older generation, I think we need to talk about what transpires in our life, which is our parents and uh, how they move forward. Or if we're getting to the point where we'd like to retire and we'd like to downsize, what do we do with the things that uh, that we surround our lives with over the years? I can imagine that uh, if you're looking at the garage for guys, you know, say, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine, you know, moving all this junk or maybe it's the the TV room or the kitchen or whatever. So is that a challenge for people when they're thinking about moving and they just can't even think about it because of Oh, it's that? a great challenge. You know, we've collected a lot over the years. We are consumers. We love to consume mm-hmm. things, always bigger, better maybe in some cases. Uh, in others, we've lost our, our wrench, so we have to go get another one. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing we know, we've got five or six of them. Uh, for women, we think we've lost a recipe, so we have to go out and get another recipe book. Yeah. You know, those things do accumulate over the years. So let's uh, paint the bigger picture here. In addition to maybe downsizing, uh, which is kind of voluntary and is kind of like you can plan on this ahead of time, perhaps. Right. What about some things that uh, might be surprises for maybe, let's say, us or for our parents? What are the, we call it a precipitating incident, or what are the things that lead us to have to face the stuff? Usually illness or a death. Okay. Those are the two things that yeah. usually come along in our lives. And we're usually not schooled in that, mm-hmm. in, in how to handle it and what to do. And when we have to help a parent transition into a senior living or even into um, a medical facility, perhaps. Or perhaps we have somebody who's lost the other spouse. 
and they can no longer take care of the home on their own. And so when they look around and realize that uh, it's time to now make a change, uh, their heart says, this is my home, uh, but reality says I need to downsize and it's too overwhelming. I'm already still doing the emotional uh, walk. I need somebody to help me with the physical walk too. Okay. So, and as, as grandma, let's just say, or my mom or your Mm -hmm. dad or whatever, as they're looking at the facing that inevitable, they have to, uh, they have to face the, if they're, if they're going to move out, that means the stuff has to come off the wall and all the shelves and all the knickknacks and Mm -hmm. all the collectibles and everything. Is that, is that hard? It is hard. It's very hard. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) difficult to know where to start, um, so what I do is I come in and we have a conversation and we look at, see what their dreams are. And, and then we talk about why they have things, why, why not let it go, why not go ahead and um, let, let it go to the next family member that it wants to. Sometimes when they walk in and your room is stuffed, it's very hard to know where to start. Oh, my. I Extremely hard. Yeah. I have done a lot of garages over the years, and uh, it's amazing. And so what we do is we start with categories. You really need to start with how to categorize everything, especially if they're piled high. And so we just pull it all apart and start categorizing so you can really see <coughs> what it is that you have. Now, if we have to do... Um, move move somebody into another another facility i kind of let the people know that why don't you see what space you have why don't you go and see where you're moving to so you can get an idea of exactly what you want you know in your space and what is going to be comfortable for you and just let the others stay behind you know move in get an idea it's not like you can be in a hurry sometimes unless you have to sell the house asap Right, and then we we get in there, we move, and we make some decisions a little faster for them. We help. What do you mean by leave stuff behind? Well, if you're moving (coughs) from a twenty five hundred square foot home into an apartment that's between seven hundred and nine hundred, you're only going to fit just so much in. So you start with your basics. You start with your bed, your linens. Um, You need to start with what, which one of the china sets you really want. Um, how many clothing is actually going to fit into that? So we start cleaning out some things for them and, and help them make some really good choices. And, of course, we do have tips and tricks there, too, and how to do a to-go, to-keep, maybe kind of categories. Right. But, um, yeah, you only need so much in a 700-square-foot apartment. And besides that, when you let go, you're not managing items anymore. You actually now get to manage the things you get to do every day. And you get to live more fruitfully instead of actually trying to manage piles of paper or stacks of books that you'll never read or um, five toolkits that you only need one now because you're not going to be working on the car anymore. So do you find that people go through this um, type of, uh, is it more of a freedom, a release that they experience? Yes. In fact, um, it's kind of wonderful because I'll come in and I can either start with one room at a time, especially if um, I've had several clients where their spouse has passed away. Okay, a year has passed, and now they've come out of their grieving. And when they turn around and look at their home, home, it's not the best at this point. Mm. Literally, it can be very dirty, a lot of things piled high. You've been so involved in, in 
and what you've done every day over the last year that you haven't taken care of the other part of your life. And so they just accumulate and they build up. Now I've gone in and I've cleaned one room at a time and reorganized it. And if I get to the next room, it's like life is coming back into their lives. Mm. They start talking about dreams again. They start talking about, I can't wait to get into my new apartment and those kind of things. Oh, I haven't seen that thing in 10 years. I didn't remember I had it. Well, you know, those kind of things. So, And those are the things you can let go? Oh, yes. A yeah. lot of them. A lot of people will look at it. They'll say they need it. And then you give them a little while to really think about it. And they realize that I haven't seen it in 10 years. I guess I don't need to take yeah. it. So, and you help them. Yes, we do. We because ask, otherwise they're going to clutch everything. And they say, I haven't seen it. So I'm so glad I still have this thing. And then you get rebonded and reconnected you just can't let go of it that's true that's very true but we yeah. do ask some really really important questions that fit just them um to get them to understand that if you hadn't seen it in 10 years just go ahead and and cherish it for the next few minutes and let it go let it mm -hmm. go to a new home mm -hmm. you know because those things do need to that um, the other thing we have to deal with is when children come into the parent's home when the parent has to shift, has to transition. And that's even a little harder on the hearts. Mm. So can you name some of the feelings or some of the stresses or some of the things, the obstacles that people are dealing with, uh, like maybe the adult child and or the senior uh, family member? What is what are the feelings that are going on? What are the emotions when they have to face the stuff and face the transition? Usually overwhelm. Overwhelm okay. would be the first thing. <clears throat> they're going to feel sabotaged. They're going to feel angry. Um, they're going to feel fear. If they, if they think that there's value somewhere, all of a sudden they might think that they've missed a paper or an oh, article okay. or mm -hmm. a picture or, you know, that 50 cent piece that dad used to talk about. Um, but a lot of times people have overwhelm and they don't know what to do. So then they shut down even more because mm -hmm. they're not sure what their next step is. Yeah. This is new to them. Yeah. They've never done this before. Yeah. So then what, you know, so, um, uh, we come in and we talk to them and, and by the time we get done with the first conversation they usually have some points written down first steps that they need to move forward to who to contact okay, good. Um, who to have your conversations with in the family those those are the very important yeah. items to go with I would think that a time of transition there would be uh, what I would call insecurity because particularly if you've been in that home for a period of time maybe you raised the kids there or you've mm -hmm. been there for some period of years, uh, just the thought of actually trying to make a home in a new place, whether it's a downsizing into a condo or whether it's going to a uh, assisted living uh, facility of some kind, mm -hmm. I would think that that transition would raise those insecurities and those wondering about how am I going to how am I going to get through this? Do you find that that happens with your clients? Oh yes, very yeah. very often that happens. Um, if it's if it's the person I'm dealing with, male or female, yes, that does step in. How am I going to work through this? What's my new life going to be like? Right. And you know, those are really good questions that they should be asking themselves. Yeah. Am I choosing the right apartment building to begin mm -hmm. with? Do they have what I want to want to do the rest of my life? Um, but turning around and looking at the home front and trying to decide what to take and not take is another one. I think another part um, 
that we should think about is, you know, when a medical crisis comes along, when a medical crisis happens, the siblings, you know, unless there's a will, unless there's some written, you know, verbiage that needs to be taken care of, a medical crisis, the family will gather around and try to make some great decisions on the medical but again when you turn back around you have to look at the physical being of the Mm. home those are a totally different set of decisions so if you're dealing with the medical and then trying to deal with the physical home front you do become overwhelmed and you can become angry you know because now all of a sudden you're in a place you never thought you were going to be or want to be yeah but you still have to make some decisions as you're talking, I'm thinking about my parents' situation. Um, they've both gone to be with the Lord now, but they went through this transition mm-hmm. of my dad was going downhill and mom was full-time caregiver. Mm-hmm. And she tried to, she was always a meticulous housekeeper, like I mm-hmm. said, a, a place for everything and everything <laughs> in his place. And she dusted, mm-hmm. you know, twice a day or, you know, mm-hmm. always maintained everything. But she kind of got um, weary of doing that because uh, caring for my dad was so challenging physically, emotionally, mentally. Right. And I'm just picturing walking into their house when dad was still living and mom was all you know, all stressed out over all this care. Mm-hmm. And then after he died, then she really didn't pick up all of those housekeeping uh, disciplines um, as much. And then when she died, then we had to come into the house and um, we had we'd already... Um, she had some things that she wanted to give to certain of us kids or grandkids. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of um, up in the air, kind of disorienting to, wa- to walk into their house and they're not there. <clears throat> First, yes. it was very uncomfortable. And because uh, mom would always uh, greet us at the door and a big hug mm-hmm. and everything. And now she didn't do that. And so we came into the house and everything. It was kind of creepy, frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not normal <clears throat> anymore. Right. An era has has ended. Yeah. And now you're trying to also figure out where to start. Right. That's a transition that that you worked through, and you did really well, right? We did. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had, um, you know, I had a brother and a sister and uh, in-laws and grandkids and everything else. We kind of worked together. My sister kind of took the lead. She was the oldest of the siblings, and she lived nearby. So, uh, but it was quite a process. So, I want to ask you about the biggest uh, challenges and obstacles to uh, getting through a transition in an organized fashion. We'll get into that right after the break, so don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan 
with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 503-780-3030. I want to mention how much we appreciate our partners. We have a whole bunch of partners uh, three of them you just heard uh, with these uh, radio spots, Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, and 24-7 Properties. And I'll just mention these others uh, on part one here. Uh, Dan, the mortgage man with First Priority Financial. Uh, Dream Trips, Acu- uh, Portland City Acupuncture with my good friend Mariko. I had to go in there for a, my very first acupuncture treatment a month ago and uh, worked wonders. It was It was wonderful. We have Eric Howard with The Next Phase Coaching, and we have Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Chiropractic. And so we're getting right back into our subject here uh, with Barbara Hilke of Be Organized, like Bumblebee. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the challenges and obstacles to uh, putting whole, the transition and, and uh, organization together. And Barbara, we were talking at the break about uh, maybe some examples of people who have been through and face some of these particular challenges. Maybe some of our listeners can relate to those. Yeah, I think uh, stories are always good. Um, the the thing that I have is when I'm called out, and a lot of times I'm called out into um, to to be a partner with somebody in transition, is when they've lost somebody. Right. And uh, when they have lost somebody, they're not only dealing with the death and and letting go and moving forward and grieving now they have to grieve their home their loss of their home and that true is a process i have held a woman for over 20 minutes while she Mm -hmm. just cried it through daughters long distance nobody to talk to um and yeah you can go and talk to somebody in in an office down where you're going to move to but it's that's business but to have somebody to truly relate to is very good so when you are going through transition it's always nice to try to gather people in around you even if it is family friends your church um a co-worker try to get somebody that can actually help you have a cup of tea you know meditate or something with that um the other thing about transition is 
I have had to stand between siblings on a number of occasions. Oh, okay. Um, so when the will is being read or the instructions are coming through and they've hired me to help them transition the physical properties of the house, um, you're still dealing with a lot of emotions. And because some of these houses have an over-accumulation of items from the years past, um, when bone of contention steps in, people are, their emotions are frayed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're feeling lost. Most of them are lost because the person they love is gone. There's right. a hole there. Right. Um, they try to fill it up again with uh, possessions. And so they will use those as a weapon against each other. Or wow. so I've, I've, I've had to change locks and doors for executors. Oh, boy. And uh, we've had cars stolen from uh, girlfriends and boyfriends. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is an 84-year-old girlfriend's oh. kids that are in their 50s. Oh, wow. Um, so anything is possible. So we look out for that. Now, we do organize as much as we can and we try to look for things that they're looking for if they think they're lost yeah and you know what i'm realizing is there's a lot more to talk about in this subject and we're going to have to close this part one and we're going to bridge over to the podcast on part two so uh, nobody that's listening right now on the radio has to fear because you just get home or get onto your smartphone or your device you can dial it up at secondhalfnow.com and uh, go to the radio archive section and there we are And the title of this program today is When Transition and Organization Come Together. And I'm thinking, Barbara, why don't we give out your uh, contact information, your phone number, uh, real quick, and then people can reach you if they would like. Okay. Well, you can find me at uh, barbarahilke.com, which is my website, or just contact me by 360-921-4471. Give me a call. Conversations are always free. Excellent, because I know you like to... uh, uh, get acquainted and they can find out what you can do mm-hmm. and what kind of a person you are and that's right. all very helpful we have some great shows coming up I've got a gal coming in to talk from Multnomah University to talk about uh, TESOL T-E-S-O-L uh, teaching English to speakers of other languages mm-hmm. and in our cosmopolitan metropolitan area here with uh, immigrants and People come in, and what a great ministry for your uh, local church. I've also contacted a couple of uh, local mayors that we can talk about how boomers can uh, get involved in the community and can help um, be proactive, Uh, and I've got some others. And I've just had the big uh, um, minute sign, one minute left sign from Roger through the glass here, so I can't mention the others. But uh, but we have got more shows coming up, and I, I want to encourage you to tune in every Monday right here on the radio KKPZ where you're hearing it now, five thirty to six p.m. every Monday, and then you want to go to uh, part two on our website, uh, which is available, of course, around the clock and around the world at secondhalfnow.com. And if you want to know uh, how to get in touch with Barbara, if you didn't write down the phone number or the website, just contact us, secondhalfnow.com. I want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, saying goodbye for now, but get over to the website and get to secondhalfnow.com and hear the podcast. We'll be right there, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. 
To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. With Dr. Dan Critchett, Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctor is in. Now here is your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. We are back and we're going to continue what we started in part one and uh, the title of this particular show is this, When Transition and Organization Come Together. And I just have a dot, 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 and a close quote. We're going to ask our guest today to fill that in in a couple of different ways. This is part two of the show. If you did not hear part one, you want to go back to uh, the podcast uh, listings on their website, secondhalfnow.com, and, and get the foundation, the first part of uh, this show, When Transition and Organization Come Together. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Happy to be here and continue our discussion with Barbara Hilke, who is representing, among other things, Be Organized, B-E-E, like Bumblebee, Be Organized, and we're going to get right back into it. So, Barbara, again, I want to welcome you to our studio. Thank you for coming in, and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This topic is uh, is pretty thick. It's pretty deep, but uh, I think we're touching some pretty good bases for our audience today. Good. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's well said. Mm-hmm. And it always intrigues me that a person like you likes going into people's stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I, I get the impression, because we've had a few conversations, mm-hmm. um, it's not that you're nosy or curious about things, but you want to help. You exactly. want to bring order. You want to bring peace mm-hmm. of mind. You want to solve some problems and get help people get past this very, very difficult time of transition in an organized fashion. Exactly. Um, I guess one of the things that God gave me was that I'm able to um, go in and organize a room, put things in from chaos to order, which allows a lot of people who have been living in overwhelm and a room not in order to be able to see what exactly is there for them. And, you know, when you're making decisions in an estate, you really need to see what's all there. Um, I found it very easy uh, to go in and to organize rooms. Uh, There's nothing creepy about it. But I do keep keep my temperature on the person who's hired me to work for them, especially if they have had a loss or Mm, that they've had to move their parent into assistant living. The emotions are running very high at this time. And so we try to uh, work with them in in a manner that is more easy for them, but it's never easy. Right. Uh, it is going to be a, difficult, right. but with our conversations and the way we do work with them, it, it, that's the key is that we bring anything to the forefront that we find that's very family-oriented, very family-treasured. We try to put things in an order that we think that is going to help them through the process of dealing with the estate as a whole. Um, but I do have to let people know that if you have walked out of the home where the parent was once alive and now you've walked back in, it's going to be a little different. Mm. It's going to be very hard for you emotionally. Right. And then when you see us move things around 
the room, it's, it's going to be still hard too. But that's why we walk the walk with you and we keep the conversation alive for that you, I know what you're feeling and going through and trying to let you understand that this is going to be a good thing for you in the end. This needs to be done and we do it well so you don't have to deal with that. There's so much more on your plate now when you're dealing right. with the estate that yeah. let us do that for you. It is a process, isn't it? It is. It's truly a process. Yeah. So you know, what you and I were talking about um, off the air is um, walking into a house where uh, one or both parents had lived and it's totally different. It was, like in my case, when mom was still living, after dad died, I walked into her house. It was a home. Right. And when I walked in uh, the day after she died, it was just a house. Same exact stuff in exactly the same places. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I'm thinking about, you Noah, know, is as you talk about that process, is the uniqueness of what you do is that you don't have an emotional attachment to the things uh, you know, the knickknack from New Orleans or the trip to New York or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, any foreign trips, you know, a Paris or whatever else. And they got the things on the walls and on the shelves and then the little curio cabinets and stuff. But to you, it's it's a challenge to find out how to organize that. You're not emotionally attached to it. So that's the advantage that you have when you come into a home, whether you're preparing for an estate sale or downsizing or moving or whatever it might be. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah we can separate the, the personal things that, that we know that a family would like to have versus just another book or just right. another record. Right. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, we always have to keep an eye out, though, for the little hidden treasures. And the one thing we always try to let people know is don't rush this process. Okay. Another thing that a lot of people like to do is that once they start feeling that loss of the parent Mm -hmm. or their spouse, they want to rush it. And the thing we say is just slow down a bit. It's going to be okay. Let us just help you through this process. Get your paperwork in order. First of all, maybe we have to find the paperwork. Yeah. Because some of these these households have been pretty... um, pretty packed and in some cases that will or that written instruction is definitely hidden you're or using such nice terms cars. <laughs> you mean cluttered and messy and cluttered, terrible yes. yeah or <laughs> filthy very very yeah. filthy yeah, yeah. I, we've had to use rubber gloves and masks yeah. to get them cleaned but you up. do that that's part of your job and that's, that's part of your service mm-hmm. and you smile and Go at it. That's true. That's so what, we do. what is it that people are facing? Uh, what are the some of the challenges or the obstacles? I mean, I, it's not just another thing to do. You know, you sweep out the garage. You know, I mean, it's not just another chore. Because of the emotions and because of the upset, because of the, you know, some of the, some of the challenges that a family will deal with, even if the aging loved one is still alive and we have to relocate to a, an assisted living center mm-hmm. or something like that. So what are those big mountains that just seem unclimbable? Um, well, some of it is trying to get the the estate in an in a fa- orderly fashion, since a lot of times they have to sell what is left in order to pay for the next thing. Oh, in okay. some cases, they might have to pay for the funeral. They might have mm-hmm. to pay for the the lawyer. They might have to pay for the assistant living. How about all the medical bills that are coming along? So in this case, we do move at a good clip, but. We don't get them to rush them because when you rush that, then you start finding siblings arguing with one another, snapping up things that really don't mean anything to them. They just want to grab and go because they're so 
their their heart is is hurting right now and so we try to to work through that process with them um the other thing too is that if you hurry too fast you're going to throw out something that could mean something so that little scrap of paper might mean just a scrap of paper to you but it could be the lawyer that has the will it Mm. could be the combination to the safe deposit Uh, box it could be um could be you know the key to something so we ask you to just slow down a little bit you know don't throw out and then the other thing too is when every penny counts there's a lot of things in there that could actually sell for a dollar to five dollars which adds up to a lot at the end yeah. versus you trying to stuff a, a trash bag and or get in a huge bend that will cost you more than at the end. So in that being said, we also try to separate the recycles for you also because in the recycles, we can always find something that shouldn't be there. So yeah, I'm detached emotionally, but at the same time, I, I have to keep an eye on them to see where they're coming and what's happening We've changed locks. We've, you know, had uh, numerous discussions with siblings that are hurting. Um, but, uh, yeah, the most part is to try to get your paperwork first. Always try to find the paperwork. And I'm thinking uh, you have a couple of different scenarios that you walk into. One, of course, is, you know, mom who has survived. You know, dad is gone mm-hmm. now. And she's going to be downsizing into her own condo or to an assisted living or something. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when both have died now, and I know people who have done this uh, service before, estate sale, and I'm just thinking what a relief it must be for the family to know that someone that they can trust, someone that they like, uh, someone that they're okay with can come into the house and just take care of everything. Is it that comprehensive? Yes, exactly. Um, we can come in and we, there's an agreement. We always have to have permission to do this. Sure, okay. Sure. So we do have a small agreement that, that we sit down, we talk about, and they sign. And then we're handed the keys to the house. And I always allow them the knowledge to know when I'm coming and going. We take pictures, we document everything. And then we have the sale. And again, at the end, we document again for them because they need that documentation, which is really good. And I think what happens, too, is when I see people with the before pictures and the after pictures, it's like a release to them. They just feel so much more comfortable now Mm -hmm. to know that everything is done and done well. Um, The other thing, too, is that we help them to work with the realtors. And because realtors work with them, they a lot of times will contact me and we we try to work out the timeline that suits them the best so that that everything is done the way they need it to Mm -hmm. be done. So that's the other thing that we do a great deal of. So can you give us a ballpark timeline? Let's say, um, and maybe there's two different scenarios. Let's say, you know, we now know that mom has to move. How long will that take? And then maybe uh, the other answer would be now both parents have died and we're going to have, a, have an estate sale. Are those different, totally different timelines? The, yeah, they're definitely two different timelines. Uh, an estate sale, the from the time that I have a first conversation with somebody, they're usually, I've already had a, a realtor involved or they need it done with okay. sometime in the next couple weeks. So in that case, we'll come in, we have to get a visual on it. 
but technically it can take 40 to 60 hours for a basic household just to get it organized, everything lined up, everything tagged, things found. Um, the family has come in and retrieved the items that, ha- that they need to retrieve uh, for them, and then we open our doors. And that also includes our marketing but that does not collude the hours that we have the actual sale on. So what? Uh, how many weeks are we talking about? If you you said forty or sixty or sixty. Forty to, to 60 eighty sixty hours is okay. our basic estate. I've had um, estates where they've been so filthy that, um, and that's the other thing that really hurts the family's emotions too is when they know that the parent had been living in such filth and they right. never took they never took care of it yeah. to begin with. So a lot of times if I have to come in and really clean uh, a lot of mouse turds and food and things like that, uh, and we have to take a couple garbage runs, it could be 80 hours, even, um, you know, going out to three weeks if we're in there. So again, it's not a quick process. I mean, if you have to, we can really, but we need to slow it down by a couple weeks. And that way we know that everything's been found, everything's been documented that the family needs yeah. And I think it also helps with also the time you need to also go and, and go through the funeral process and those right, things right. too. And then this comes along with so it. So three weeks or so and then the sale and you advertise and mm-hmm. you put it out a couple of weeks or whatever. Right. And so we're talking maybe a couple of months uh, no, altogether? No, no, not, not unless you think you need me in a couple months. Okay. I mean, it's always good to have that conversation, especially if they've gone into uh, assistant living uh, where, uh, or hospice. Oh, and uh-huh. so I have been contacted a number of times when people are in hospice, right. which is okay. fine. Um, another thing that we do, we need to think about is so if you're downsizing a parent into assistant living, what goes with them? And we'll also help you with the square footage that's necessary right? Uh, and what they need to take yeah. and organize that it's gonna for you. It's going to be different. Yeah. Now, I do have a, a, a really wonderful company, a couple right now. He does have Alzheimer's. So what I've done is I've gone in and taken pictures of the walls. And I've taken down all the pictures. I've packed them. Then I take them over to their new location. And then I've reassembled them exactly the oh, same wow. way. Clever. So that when he comes in, <clears throat> mm-hmm. he has his points of reference. Sure. So he right. feels at home right away. Yeah. So he doesn't feel so lost. Mm-hmm. So that's really important, too. And as an aging child, sometimes you can't get your head around seeing your parent ill. Right, right. And so, again, that's a whole nother, another area we, we do talk to you yeah. about. So, Any other uh, big obstacles? We want to kind of turn the corner here and talk about some of the specific uh, details of organizing and transition. But um, maybe talk a little bit about family communication and conflict. Um, you know, in, in my particular case, it was actually pretty smooth, although my sister ended up with something that I was hoping to get, but, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, there wasn't any conflict. It was just a matter of, you know, mm-hmm. just saying, well, okay. So, and then, then I chose something else. Right. So, but I know you've had some really tough situations. I mean, kids kind of get ornery and mean and, uh, in conflict when they certainly can and we're talking about adult kids yeah right we're not talking about teenagers teenagers. no we're talking about adults in their 50s that have a tendency to have these quarrels um they're having quarrels um because somewhere along the line they think that they deserve the item Mm -hmm. or 
they're at such a loss that they're just scrambling to hold on to whatever they can, sure. keep thinking that they can keep their memories alive. Right. Um, I always recommend try to have the conversation before this happens. Mm. So as an executor or somebody that does take care of the estate, try to, first of all, have your paperwork in order. Second of all, pre-screen the home before you bring in the rest of the siblings or the rest of the family that's going to inherit. So just kind of pre-screen it, get an idea of where things are located, what's on paper. These are things that are going to help you a lot at the end. Next, what you would like to do is you'd like to um, make sure you don't throw things away too quickly because maybe what was meant for somebody you tossed away or was invaluable, like a picture or a badge pair of pants, that shirt that dad always wore, Mm -hmm. you know, his little daughter, even though she's 55, still wants to wear that shirt that daddy wore. So it's very important there. The other thing is, is to make sure that you hire a professional company to do the estate sale. Let the siblings know, let the aunts and uncles know that, that this is a company you've chosen. You understand what's going to happen with them and you keep them knowledgeable of of that. Um, the other thing too is just go ahead and let the estate happen, the sale happen, and then let the accounting come in. And then keep everybody informed that are required to be informed. Sometimes too much information can get you in trouble as much as not enough information okay, to your right, siblings. Right. Okay. Um, the other thing, um, I had a wonderful family. Mother is actually not going to be around very much longer but they have to sell the house in order to pay for her care. At one point, they had a conversation that was supposed to go to the youngest child. Now, the youngest child is very upset because what they assume for the last 30 years does not come true anymore. And so now we have some heated discussions, or they did, until they sold the house and and it all had to come down to to mom. It comes, What it does, it comes down to your parent. Mom or dad at the very end, you still have to take care of your parents. You've seen it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have. We're in studio talking with Barbara Hilke with B Organized, B-E-E, like Bumblebee. And um, Barbara, when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you to complete the sentence. When organization and transition, how did I say that? When transition and organization come together. Okay. okay? So right. right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. 
If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, We are back, and I want to give a big shout-out to those who help us make this uh, program possible, and not just the radio, but we are venturing out into the community through local churches, and we're having pastor's breakfasts, and we are linking together local Christian business people as well as nonprofits and uh, churches. And so we're putting all that together. And here's uh, a few people that help us do that. Northwest Web Creation Company. Uh, that is Kelly Burbank, and he does our website. So go check it out, secondhalfnow.com. We also have Legal Shield and ID Shield. Also partnering with us, Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University. Love those education partners. And then this radio station partners with us, KKPZ, and Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. We are resuming our conversation here in studio with Barbara Hilke. And you put a .com on there if you spell it right and you get right to her website. Barbara, normal spelling. Hilke is H-I-L-K-E-Y, correct? Right. Okay, and then a .com and uh, get to your website. And you do more than just organizing and getting mm-hmm. into people's stuff. Yes, I do. (laughs) I can tease you about that. But uh, so the uh, topic, the title for this show is when transition and organization come together, dot, dot, dot. Barbara, what's one way that you would complete that sentence? Um, I would say that um, clarity comes comes to mind Uh, when you're when you're dealing with a lot of emotions and a lot of paperwork and a lot of stuff, as you put it. Um, yeah, when you put those two together, you have clarity, clarity of where you're going to go and what needs to be done, as well as emotional clarity. Uh, When you're in transition, organization is extremely important. Even if it's one part of the whole gamma, you need to start somewhere. Yeah. And I, it's very important that you, you do. And, um, the paperwork that we were talking about, we need to talk about, is is management tools. Whether you're trying to create your own estate and do your own right now, 
whether you've had a loss of somebody or you're dealing with somebody, management tools are important. Management it, tools. Management tools. I like and that. I call them management tools mm-hmm. because that's exactly what they're doing is they're right. they're managing your stuff right. and um, and where it needs to go. And one of those of course as we know is your wills. Your wills or a living trust is very um, is very important there. Who's the executor is? Who's going to really represent you? Uh, power of attorneys are always important, especially if you know that you're going to be going into the hospital and mm. you have you you're right now at a point where you can make your own de- decisions for yourself. I think that's very valuable. Now I have to tell you, I'm not a lawyer, but these are the things that I have seen right. and, and how valuable oh, sure. they are. Um, <clears throat> I was a power of attorney for a gentleman who unfortunately um, had a medical condition and he ended up in a coma for about a year. Oh boy. So when he came out of it and he started realizing what had happened, uh, all his possessions had been left behind, and including several vehicles. And so because he's not physically able to do it, we created a power of attorney so that I could help him relocate those vehicles. So you did the financial and the medical power of attorney? No, just the reload. See, power of attorney can be as little as you want, as narrow, or as wide as you want. So like in this case, all I dealt with for him on his behalf was his vehicles. Okay. So that's all I did was eliminate them. Mm -hmm. Eliminate them. I got them to their next destination, as we say. Some of them had to be crushed. Some of them we sold. Oh, serious? Yeah. So so that's a lot of paperwork. That's a Mm. lot of titles and things like that, that he had to have a signature on that I was able to do for okay. him liquidation so, liquidation turn exactly. it into cash exactly or just get rid of it mm-hmm. crushing did you get was there any you get paid for a car that you give to the crusher um actually like for the, scrap or something? actually the tow company was paid in lieu <clears throat> So, oh. so they got they got the 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 metal money, yeah. the money for the metal, yeah. and that paid for and them no to charge get for it the there. Okay, right? Good. Yeah, yeah, paid for the tow. Okay. So there are ways to help uh, put back money into their account that way. Yeah, so. and I want us, I don't want us to get too quickly to the end of this section because um, when you talk about organization tools, uh, as a pastor, I've been involved with many people when during transition when one or both parents have died. And also I was in the funeral business for a while. So I was a family service counselor. So I met with families when the death had occurred. And I'm telling you, if you die, what they say legally, it's intestate without a will. Mm -hmm. It just throws the whole family into chaos and confusion. Mm -hmm. And argument and all kinds of things can arise. Mm -hmm. So listeners, if you don't have a will, whether you're 30 or whether you're 80, see your attorney you can even, you know, get them at Legal Zoom and some of the other uh, other places, but just express your wishes and get your stuff, your legal stuff, in order. And you can determine your used to call it executor, but I think it's mm-hmm. called personal representative generally now. Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who's gonna who's gonna um, take care of the matters of your estate? Who's going to be in charge? And I'm sensitive to that now because I'm filling that role for an older friend of mine who's in his 80s. Excuse me. And um, he's now under uh, chemo um, treatments. We don't know how much longer he's going to last, but I am his power of attorney for everything. So if he becomes incapacitated, I have to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So I'm making sure I understand what his wishes are. There's conflict in the family. And then I'll take care of his stuff. I'll give you a call, Barbara, okay. when uh, we need to 
clear out his uh, his house or apartment uh, and his storage unit and all that stuff. And it's uh, and I'll just tell you personally, I really appreciate knowing that I can call somebody and just have the peace of mind knowing it's taken care of. Because I'm not emotionally attached to his stuff either because he's not a family member. He's been a friend for a number of years. But I'm so relieved to know that I can call the likes of you. And I know that you're Mm -hmm. capable and qualified and professional and caring. And you just take care of it all. And if there's some residual, then I know how to distribute that uh, when everything is liquidated. Mm -hmm. Because that's uh, we've gone through that in a will. So we know what to do. But I'm just telling you that if uh, if I was in that position... And I didn't have instructions. I didn't have it legally in place. I have no standing and I have no way to help out, right? So what these organization tools, the will, the the the, the living trust, the power of attorney, all that, incredibly important. They are. They're very important. Right. And that's how you give me my instructions and, and how to work with the family. <clears throat> right, you right. Know, that's, that's why I have an agreement that I have to have the right person sign. That's one of the first questions. Do you have rights? Right. Exactly. Do you have the right to sign this? Right. You know, I can't move forward with uh, without that. Right. Um, it also helps with conflict internally, and it also helps with the transitional piece. Um, when we know that there's somebody that can step up and make those decisions and manage that piece, the whether it's financial, the paperwork, the stuff that's in the house, the car that still needs to be relicensed and sold, the rest of the siblings or the rest of the family and friends can be more at ease and they can work themselves through this this piece of the transition this sadness or however you want to experience it uh, much easier right and then when you're organized at the other end organized in your paperwork it makes a big difference um, but like I said, we have found so many treasures in many homes too. So uh, being organized will help you with that too. Yeah, like the old coin collection. Oh yes, stuck away in a drawer. Of... Oh yes, <laughs> and there are more hidden compartments to chest of drawers than you know there is. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and I just want to say too that I know you are a member of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, and they you ascribe to their code of ethics. So what I mean, like if you're going through Ken's stuff, my friend, mm-hmm. uh, or through someone else's, I have the confidence to know that if you come across those treasures, you're not going to stick them into your own pocket. Oh, no. Your integrity is mm-hmm. high so that you will make sure the family knows about that. And you might be asking, do you, what do you want? Does somebody in your family hold this near and dear and want to have it? And, you know, can we mm-hmm. agree or do we liquidate it and share the, you know, I, I'm just saying it's so valuable to have. And, and here's what I want to kind of close with. Um, we have become in our country for the last many decades accumulators. Right. The the upcropping for years of uh, storage units, and you know we have so much junk that we don't even have room in our twenty five hundred square foot house with a double garage or triple garage. We have to have a storage unit. I mean that's exaggerating, but that is our life, and we just can't seem to let go. We can't organize. We can't get that get our stuff, get our act together, get our life together. We can't part with these things, and so that's why I really appreciate what you do and and the integrity that you bring. Because I want people to be able to call you and say, Barbara, I need your help. And uh, you said that the initial consultation or phone call is no charge. It's free. Because you don't Mm -hmm. know how you're going to help them or even if you can. Right. So you put it all out there. You ask those questions, those clarifying questions. You say, well, this is not something that that I'm prepared to to work with. 
And I don't suppose there's very many of those because you can do almost anything. <laughs> uh, well, we try. Yeah. But I do step forward, and if I can't help you, we'll try to find somebody who can. Excellent. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, too. Let's hear your phone number again. Uh, my phone number is 360-921-4471. And I'm in Vancouver, Washington. That's Vancouver, Clark County. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. And uh, you know where the bridge is, so you can get to Portland if you need to, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> so you serve the whole metro area. I do. I serve the Portland. I've gone as far as Woodburn, all the way up to okay. Chehalis. Okay. Um, just talked to a family out in Pendleton area. So we're hoping that uh, we've given them some good advice good. out there. You must have a passion for this. You must really, how do I say, you must derive a lot of significance, a lot of meaning from being able to help people get organized and get into transition and get through safely and happy as, as much as can be. I do. I do. I think it's a blessing from the Lord that's given me this. And, uh, you know, it's not everybody that can go in and see a lot when you first look at it. The the other thing too, is if I see a piece of something in a drawer and I'm in the bedroom and I see the other half of the item, I know they go together and not everybody can do that. So, (laughs) and so we always try to put things back together the way they should. And, uh, and that's how I like to view people. We try to put them back together by organizing the the pieces around them. Wow. That's kind of metaphorical. You help put the people back together. We try. By helping with their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara, for coming in. Thank you for having Barbara me. Barbara Hilke with B, B-E-E, Bumblebee, Be Organized, and all the stuff that goes with that. Uh, let's hear that phone number. I'm reading it upside down, but I may not get it right. So, uh, My phone number is 360-921-4471. Or I look forward to, to talking to you. Excellent. And uh, give her a call. Go to her website, Barbara Hilke, Barbara Normal Spelling, H-I-L-K-E-Y, com. There's some other things there we didn't even talk about that you can do, and uh, maybe there'll be a surprise there for our listeners. I, yes, there yeah. will be. It's been great. Will you come in again? I would love to. Excellent. I just am setting up uh, office space in Vancouver, and uh, so uh, you know more connections over there for second half now, some of the people that exactly. we know in common in the Christian Chamber over there. Well, we're glad so to much, have so. you over there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, have to, I have to know where the bridge is because I, I don't want to <laughs> swim the Columbia, but... Piece of cake. All right. So we're done. Thank you for tuning in today. That's our program. I want you to uh, tune in live to the on-air portion every Monday, 530 to 6 p.m. on the radio station, KKPZ 1330 a.m. on the dial, and that's in the Portland market. (coughs) Excuse me. And we invite you to go to our website anytime, around the clock, around the world, secondhalfnow.com. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. We are saying goodbye for now. And until next time, I'm trusting that God will help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. So let's meet again right here on our website, on the podcast, or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.